This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long-term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it. Share it. But most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We're glad that you're with us this week, and we are um, we're excited about this show. David, do you want to tell us a little bit about the show? Uh, sure. Um, so, you know, they gave me the opportunity, since I'm, like, you know, the most frequented guest, to actually pick a topic this week. Um, surprisingly, you know, Sam let it ride. But um, the topic uh, this week is kind of a spinoff from our show last week. Um, it's about what is God doing with us in our walk in life um and it really spoke to me because in the season i'm in right now um you know he's really kind of i don't want to say bring me back to the basics but just kind of let me know that i never lost the tools that i that i learned at boot camp um for my band and brothers and just through life in general with god so um yeah i'm, I'm really excited about this topic good good i'm excited to hear more about it as we uh we go through oh yeah i mean it's you know, I think there's four of us here, five of us. So yeah. there'll be a lot of talking about it, I'm sure. Yeah. You have five fingers. You could have got to five eventually if you would have. some point, math <laughs> wasn't my strong subject, you know. Yeah, I could tell. The, uh, well, it, I mean, I know when you were going through math, y'all still used abacus. Ag, abacuses? Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Probably we'd have to ask Harold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. true. All right. So do you want me to do my clip first? Is that what you want to do? Or what do you want to do? Yeah. What clip yeah. do you want to do first? Yeah, we'll, we'll start with your clip. Okay. So my clip is actually a, a two clips put together. And so if you were a kid in the 70s, I definitely know that you've seen this Disney movie at some point. Um, but yeah, I know that uh, if you were a kid in the 70s, you saw this movie at some point, it was The Jungle Book, right? And it was the animated Jungle Book that they had on. And so it was... That one, and then I have another clip from Avengers Endgame. And I know you're wondering, how can those two go together? But it's on the topic of trust. And so where I've been with God over the last several years, as I look back, it's more clear. But where he's got me right now is constantly in the state of, do you trust me? You know, it started uh, many, many years ago, but the, most recently, about a year and a half ago, a little bit more, two and a half years, I was looking at retirement. And saying, okay, God, I, I don't know how I'm going to afford to retire. You know, after I've gone through a divorce and some other things, and I just don't know how that's going to happen. He said, well, do you trust me? And he said, so he put me on this thing, paying off debt and doing some things and having to really trust him with my finances. Because in the past, I've been trusting me. <laughs> and that's how I got into trouble, you know, uh, thinking I knew better. And, and so, you know, he, he helped me work through my finances to where they're in a much better spot today. You know, most of my, my debt's all paid off now and uh, um, getting closer to looking at retiring in you know, six or seven years, you know, about the time frame I was hoping to retire. And so 
Uh, well, that's not true. I'd like to retire now, <laughs> but I have to work another six to seven years. Yeah, just something along those or about yeah. your story there too. And it wasn't all easy. You didn't. All the problems didn't stop. I don't believe whenever you started doing that, you had a couple of things that come against you, like vehicles and different stuff. All the oh, check engine light. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's still it's coming on again. Um, yeah. We just unplugged. It's still running. Did you just unplug the fuse for that or something though. <laughs> No, I just got the thing where I can reset it. Yeah, this yeah. the point was just you could have yeah. abandoned the trust during yeah, all that. Yeah, your point being, yeah, as soon as I said, okay, God, I'm in, going to do it. Yeah. yeah, there was a, let's see, part of the furnace went out on my mm-hmm. furnace. Um, you know, and the, the temptation is to use credit. Yeah. Right? My, uh, my car uh, quit working altogether. Mm-hmm. I had to get a new car just out of nowhere. You know, and the new car I got didn't work very well. <laughs> yeah, and your fridge went out too. I think. Oh uh, well, it? no, my stove, my fridge. Yeah, just yeah. There was a list. Dishwasher. Yeah, uh, but just, you, the just point like, I'm trying yeah. to make here too is you you handled that well, but mm-hmm. it would you handle it like you said you would have went to credit before and stuff yeah. and and you still it didn't really take you out of your plan that much. It did. And there was a lot of stuff that he did that that you have fruit of the trust. I guess I do. Is where I, was, I do, and and you know. Um, but what on the two clips that I have, the first one is the snake character, and I can't remember who the, who plays the snake. It's the one that does Winnie the Pooh's voice, does the voice of the snake, and you can recognize that if you listen to much of Winnie the Pooh. But um, on this clip, what it is, he's telling him to trust in him. That's the whole thing of the song, trust in me. And the snake represents the enemy in the world. Because when it comes down to it, this relationship with God comes down to trust. All relationships, honestly, at their core, come down to trust. You know, I can't have a relationship with my band of brothers if I don't trust them, right? You know, it's hard to have a relationship that there's distrust in the middle of it, right? And so it is about trust. And so this comes down to who are you going to trust? Are you going to trust the world or are you going to trust God? And so the first voice you hear is definitely the world saying, oh, I've got you. Don't worry about it. Just close your eyes, relax, go on autopilot, and I, I got you covered. Right, and then the second part comes in in the Avengers. I'll talk about it after the clip. It's where two people are talking and listen to their trust in their relationship, and then we'll talk about it after the clip. I'm not like those so-called fair-weather friends of yours. You can believe in me. Trust in me. Just in me. Your eyes trust in me. Hold still, please. You can sleep safe and sound, knowing I am around. Slip into silent. Slumber, sail on a silver mist. Slowly and surely your senses will cease to resist. You're snoring. Sorry. Trust in me and just in me. Trust in me. 
Uh, 077-9970. Are you sure? Cap... Captain, Steve. Sorry. America. Rogers. If you do this, and it doesn't work, you're not coming back. Thanks for the pep talk. You trust me. I do. You're calm. Here we go. So when you when you listen to that, you've got this alluring voice, you know, in the snake that's just trying to m- melodically put you to sleep. You know, and they're say- he's saying everything that's just right. All the things you want God to say, and God is saying those things to you, but not in that way, right? But but the world screams it. The world screams it loudly. You know, you know, trust in fill in the blank, the government, medicine, you know, fill in whatever you want to fill in. There's lots of things that they ask you to trust in. But at the end of the day, if you're trusting in anything other than God, it's going to fall short. Right. And so that second clip is you've got two friends, and they didn't start out friends, they end up being friends, or they're not friends at all at the beginning. But you got Captain America and you got Iron Man, and Iron Man saying, Hey, if we go do, do this thing, I think we'll be okay, but I don't know that we can return. And that's what Ant-Man's trying to tell him. Look, if you guys go do this, there is no return on it. But they know if they don't go risk it, the whole world could be at jeopardy. But what I loved about that interchange is you had two people that have become close that trust in each other. And the one says, do you trust me? And he says, yeah. And that wasn't enough. He just said, well, then it's your call. What are we going to go do? And, and then you, know, you had... Uh, Captain America go, okay, let's go. You know, we're in this. And that's why God's been with me. You know, God will ask me, do you trust me? And when I answer, yeah, I do trust you, it doesn't stop there. He calls me still into action. Right, okay, well, what are we going to do? Your call. Right, you know, uh, I want to get out of debt. You know, I want to be able to retire. Well, there, there's a way you can do this, but do you trust me? Yes. Okay, so what are you going to do? It's your call. <laughs> yeah, I still have to take action on it, right? And so... Where the enemy is that other voice saying, hey, just let it ride. Don't worry about it. Just bury your head in the sand. Be an ostrich. Don't think about what's wrong. You know, we got this. You know, it'll all fade away. You know, and that's the way we want life to be because there's no confrontation in that life. It doesn't feel like there is. There's a bunch of it, but it doesn't feel like it. It's feel like it's the cruise. It's the cruise control of life. You know, from the movie Click, it's the fast forward in Click. Right, it gets me out of situations till you realize you're fast forwarding through life. And, and the enemy's approach and the snake's approach from Jungle Book is just trust in me, and then I'm going to actually, you know, devour you. <laughs> you know, while you're not really paying attention, and that's the enemy's intent as well. But you know, God's saying, "I got you," but you got to walk with me. You get it's this is a this is a relational thing. It's not just a transaction. It's not a hey, just you know. Be obedient. Yes, we got to be obedient to God, but it's a relational, um, I don't want to say relationship, it's a relational venture, right? And he calls us into adventure, but not against our will mostly. It's mostly in our own choice. It's the, it's the Peter walking on water story. Right. It's, yeah, he said come, but Peter still had to get out of the boat. Mm-hmm. And he had to trust him to walk on water, cause, and but... You know, my buddy Jake Parrish used to say all the time, I'd rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat talker any day. Yeah. And and that's the trust in, in, in God because he's going to take you places where, I mean, who had ever walked on water before? You know, that kind of thing. So there were no self-help books and that kind of thing. So trust is a big deal. And, and as your um, family gets older and expands, you have lots and lots of more opportunities to trust in God. Yeah. 
you know, in, in the current season I'm in, my, my grandson's been, been pretty sick and they don't know what's going on with him. He's six, you know, and, and the doctors really don't know what to do yet. There's just lots of different things and they, they, they've got him at this specialist and they're waiting on this specialist and, and that kind of thing. And, and I, if I use the world's philosophy, you know, I could get really mad at God. I could, well, God, why'd you let this happen? You know, I could get really mad at lots of things. But, you know, when I pray about it, God's like, do you trust me? And I don't know what the outcome's going to be, and I don't know that my grandson's going to be okay because I don't know what the, how the cards will play out. But I do know however it plays out, God's got me, and God's in the midst of it, and God's heart's breaking over this little boy being sick. You know, and, and so he's right there. He's with the family. He's with me. You know, he's with, with all of us. But, you know, it keeps me from going into some really dark and bad places. You know, because I could really jump on that very easily. You know, there's a lot in life that you want to say, this isn't fair. Well, you know what, people, let's be an adult. Life's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) And it's never going to be fair, and God never promised fair. What he promised is that he loves us and he trusts us, and that he wants us to trust him. We're going to uh, break now, and we come back, we're going to hear David's bump in, which would be cool, and we're going to talk more about this subject, but go to masculinejourney.org to register for the upcoming boot camp coming up the 16th. What we have at our boot camp is something that makes you stronger and gives you the strength to go on your regular walk with God. It's something that will make you be bigger than you were when you got there. But what kind of inspired you to come up this weekend? Oh my goodness, uh, just my faith in general. You know, my father you know, has passed down that heritage of just that Christian life, that Christian faith, and just godly morals and principles, and he's instilled that in my life. And, you know, I have children as well, and I want to instill that in their life. So, you know, when I get an opportunity to do something like this, I jump on it. I just want to be here. I'm glad to be here. It's a great opportunity. Oh, we're definitely glad to have you here as well. Any talk that stuck out to you this weekend that's really just kind of made your heart come alive, put that fire back in you? Probably one thing that just stands out to me is John 15. It's just not being alone. Know that I have Christ on my side. I can't do anything without him. No. And I need him in my life. I'm a very private person. I like to do things on my own. I don't like to ask for help. So that's hard for me to know I've got to ask Jesus for something. And then also just to rely on a band of brothers that I can look to and turn to and say, hey, guys, I need help. I can't do this alone. Register today at Mask journey.org Welcome back to Masculine Journey. And uh, David, that is John Redder. Is that right? Riddick. Riddick. Yeah, God Turn It Around. It was um, probably one of his hit songs last year, maybe even the year before that. Um, but this song still speaks to me when I hear it all the time. I still get goosebumps um, listening to it. And it's it's really a reminder um, of if you are in a bad spot and you just pray, God, turn it around like he, he will, but you got to be ready to, like as Sam was saying, trust in him, but how are you going to do it? You got to be ready to put the work in because it's just like the old saying, nothing comes to you for free. And it's not saying that there's a financial cost at, at God, um, the things he's doing in your life and, and to be with you through it, but there there is a cost to that. And, um, you know, we have to sacrifice things um, to our in our flesh world to be able to move on with that and, and go in the path that he wants us to go on. Yeah, you're just talking about, there's his his role and our role, 
Mm-hmm. And faith without works is dead, no doubt about it. And I can't think of a story in the Bible where the person that God's working with didn't have to take action on getting a result. Yeah, for sure. Or getting, and it's not about the results, but there's partnership that happens and relationship that happens, but there's really no fruit of that and no outcome. Um, God didn't do the exodus by himself, you no. know? And it just Jesus didn't, you know, he engaged with people. He is God, but he expected them to do something to receive their healing. They had to put their faith out there, so. Yeah, as you were talking, I, I started thinking about um, Pinewood Derby. Okay, if you were in Boy Scouts, I don't know who all was in Boy Scouts, but Pinewood Derby was a you know a block of wood that you carved into a car, mm-hmm. right? And so you had the the kids, and, and I think about this adventure with God as a the way Pinewood Derby is supposed to be done, right? Um, my experience with Pinewood Derby is my dad didn't do anything on my car. And so I had a really ugly car (laughs) that that was really slow, but it was all up to me. And I never enjoyed doing it because there was no one there to guide me, to lead me, to help me get through it. Well, then I had friends whose dads did the whole thing. And you could tell by looking at the car and they didn't enjoy it any more than I did. I may have actually enjoyed it a little bit more than they did because they had nothing in the game, right? There was no shared adventure. It was just dad did it. And now we get to see the results. Now, the way it's meant to be done is father and son working together on the project to produce something that they both enjoyed building together. It's about, it's about that experience. And that's what God calls us to. He just doesn't go do it for us. There's a season he does certain things for us. Mm-hmm. But he calls us to be a part of that adventure to pull our own weight. Not that God can't pull the weight, but it's because it's about the relational adventure. You know, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I, heard, I heard the term today. Um, that God calls us, he wants intimate allies. And, and I love that phrase. I don't think I'd ever paid any attention to that when I listened to different talks, but um, the intimate allies, and that's what we were originally created to be, Adam and Eve. And and now he's calling, and, and the stories you were talking about, Andy, in, in Scripture, he was looking for intimate allies to combat the evil and, and to go on this great adventure. So. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a mic in front of you. I think uh, David said that you're up next. And so if you want to tell us a little bit about your clip, and I may decide to play it. I'm not really sure. Well, that's always iffy. I know. Yeah. You know, so uh-huh. Even though we let you go he played, first. He, I mean, played he, my, just, he played my bomb, so you're at least, you know, definitely got a shot. So, no, I figured that, that his, his niceness was up at that point. So. Oh, yeah. Well, right. yeah. To be fair, Keith, Keith auto-loaded the bump. I didn't have him. Thank you, Keith. Yeah. Thank you, Keith, our great producer. Yeah. So um, anyway, my clip is from The Karate Kid. And it is the original Karate Kid. And it's the scene where Daniel Son is upset. I like the name Daniel Son, you might would think. But anyway. Yeah, you're not biased or anything. Not biased at all. Yeah, so um, did never had a friend named Miyagi. Um, but he's upset because he's had to do all this this work around Mr. Miyagi's house. And he's he's upset because he wants to learn karate. And he doesn't understand what all this discipline and all this stuff is about. He just thinks that Mr. Miyagi is getting free labor. And he's pretty much, I cut most of it out because it wasn't very nice. But, um, and so he's unloading on him. And, and so Mr. Miyagi begins to explain to him and show him what he's actually doing. And, and, and in the, uh, in my season of life now, that's kind of what God is doing with me and for me is, you know, there are things that I go, you know, the disciplines of life that I've never been great at. 
and he's showing me the the fruits of that, and and so thus the clip. So we can play the clip. We'll talk about it on the backside. Show me sand floor. I can't move my arm. All right. What are you doing? What? Ow! Ow! What are you doing? Now show me sand floor. How did you do that? Shut up. Sand floor. Stand up. Show me sand floor. Sand floor. Sand floor. Big sucker. Sand floor. Now show me wax on, wax off. Hey. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Hey. Wax on, hat. Wax off. Hat. Concentrate. Look at my eye. Lock a hand, thumb inside. Wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Wax on, wax off. Show me penta fence. Up, down. Up, down. Up, down. Other side. Look eye. Always look eye. Show me penta house. Side, side. Lockerist, side, 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 side. Show me wax on, wax off. Yes, 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 yes. Show me paint the fence. Yes, 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 yes. Show me side to side. Yes, 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 yes. Show me sand of floor. Hat! Race! 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 Yeah! The, um, I, I love that movie back in the day. And, um, but it reminded me, you guys got me reminiscing at, at dinner time about, I can remember my first mentor when I got sober in AA, he would, uh, we were we were setting up meetings and making coffee, and I got frustrated with him because it seemed like that's all we were doing. We were supposed to be working on me, you know. It is all about me, and so I confronted him a lot, like Daniel did, Mister Miyagi. Matter of fact, like, what is all this stuff? And he began to explain to me. He says, "Are you showing up and doing what you're supposed to be doing? How many times do you do that in your active addiction?" And I went, uh, "Not very often." Isn't that what we're doing? And and so the disciplines of it, and, and you know, that's kind of the season of life I'm in now is that you're know, doing things to maybe improve my health, but the disciplines of it just get to be humdrum at times, and you don't see results and that kind of thing. And, you know, with finances, Sam, and, and I think you go, I just don't seem to be getting anywhere. And, and God has to hit the pause button and say, let's look at a couple of things. And, and here's where you were, and here's where you are. Yeah, it's not what you thought it would be, but it is something. And it is it is where we're going and that kind of thing. And that, that's just kind of what I thought about with this topic, that, you know, there are things that you have to do that are kind of the undercurrent of what's really going on. And, you know, like, like Daniel was talking about how sore his arms were because he's doing all this work and that kind of thing, but yet all of a sudden – now he's realizing and that this does have value, that 
those are the kind of things. And you know, in in Second Peter, Peter talks about God's given us everything we need for life and godliness. You know, He didn't hold out anything. The original lie was God's holding out on you. But he says to add to your faith these things and, you know, steadfastness and patience and those kind of things, God usually gives you opportunities to be steadfast, to, to be patient, to be kind and that kind of thing. So those are the disciplines that, that we learn with the opportunities that come along. And then you realize, you know what? Life isn't so bad after all. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at. So it's good. You know, I think uh, a lot of times – whatever path we're walking on with God, we think of where we're going and it turns out we're going someplace totally different that because we're going where he wants us to go. Not necessarily. We may think we want to go this way and we probably want to go that way too, for sure. But I know in my walks, like currencies I'm in, I thought, all right, this is, you know, my career is about to take off. You know, we moved into a house out of a small apartment out in the country. All these things are falling into place. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm really walking the path out that I thought I was and stuff like that. And then total 360 over the last 30, 45 days made me realize that the path I'm actually on with God going the way that God wants me to is not the exact, the same way I am. It's about other people in my life versus myself and, and what I'm doing. So That's good. Yeah, One of the things is we were talking about trust a little bit. You know, one of the points I wanted to bring up was, you know, we're going to trust in something. Right, and you know, there's more than two choices. We well, honestly, it gets down to there's only two choices. We think there's more than two, but there's two. Right, I would tell you for the longest time. Oh, I don't think I really trusted in the enemy. I mean, I knew better than that, but I trusted in me. Right, I wouldn't say I trusted in God. I trusted in Sam, and that got me in a lot of trouble because most of the time I was being influenced by the enemy, <laughs> or by the world, or by other things, right? And so it really gets down to the two choices, and, and it gets back to the topic of being fathered, right? Am I going to be fathered? You're going to be fathered by somebody. So you can either by, be fathered by God or be fathered by the world, right? And so, you know, you need to be able to walk in that relationship with God that's very trusting, knowing that he does have you. You may not understand his ways, and it tells us very clearly we won't understand his ways. But we do need to trust the process and trust the outcome. Because it may not be the outcome we're expecting, but it's the outcome God knows we need. And so that's something I would leave you with this week. It's the polar opposites. If you look at the end of Jesus' ministry here, he was pretty much all alone. Everybody had forsaken him. Paul talks about everybody's left me except Luke. And we, the world looks at it as the more people you have around you, the more bigger your church is, the bigger thing. But God's journey seems to be almost the polar opposite of that. So just it a does. thought. And so coming up in the next couple weeks, about three weeks out, we have boot camp coming up, masculinejourney.org. Register for boot camp. It runs November 16th through 19th. If you're having trouble financially, let us know. Reach out to us. We'll find a way to help you get there. Do not let that be a reason you don't come. MasculineJourney.org. We'll talk to you next week. This is the Truth Network.